Hey everyone, it's Joel here. Now I'm sure you all know the drill by now, but if you don't, you can catch all six of our weekend gatherings online by going to our website, sorrowrevivalchurch.com. And we wanted to let you know that we are really excited to see how these hard times have made us operate better as a church. And we pray that many more people would come to know Jesus because of it. And now, let's get on with the show. Here is the Sunday afternoon gathering at Woolaware. We are going to speak to a familiar face, our dear friend Leonie. Hi Leonie, how are you going? Yes, good, thanks Amanda. Hi everyone. Bit of a strange um, uh, way to be uh, doing church, but yeah, I'm good. It is very strange, very strange. How are you coping at the moment? Uh, So for me, um, I'm working from home like a lot of people. Um, I get to do my coaching um, work online and run webinars online. So, um, yeah, I've got some reduced hours, which uh, is, again, um, something a lot of people are experiencing. Um, But God's good, uh, provided me some new work as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm, um, managing well. I'm glad to hear that. Are you able to stay in contact with your family? Are they most of them in Melbourne at the moment? Yes. So um, I have my son and daughter and um, uh, my daughter-in-law down in Melbourne and a four-month-old granddaughter. Um, So I was lucky enough to visit them uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, very grateful to get back to Sydney, though, to be home. Um, But uh, staying in touch with all the latest photos. Uh, including first shoes and, um, yeah, lo- lots of, you know, first milestones. <laughs> That's really lovely. I know I found that I've been probably calling my family a lot more than I normally would. Is that something that you guys have been doing too? Uh, yes, yeah, we, we have. And um, uh, just, yeah, sharing different bits of information and um, uh, answers to problems and, and, yeah, advice about different things. And I do find myself actually um, uh, spending more time trying to stay in touch with people that I might not normally call as often. Um, so, you know, some of the more distant contacts. Um, so, yeah, it's been really nice to make an intentional effort to be in touch with people. Yeah, that's really lovely. Uh, has there been much of a chat? Like you said you're working from home. Have you been able to keep much of your regular routine like you normally would? Um, yes, in, in some ways it, it's, um, it's interesting because it's both a challenge and an opportunity. So, you know, I had um, quite a long commute, so I've gained back that extra time. Um, and, you know, it means that I've got more time, um, you know, for a regular quiet time. But by the same token, um, the things that I used to do on my commute, um, if I was reading the Bible or doing different things, I'm not doing automatically. So it's really interesting because I'm trying to find a new routine to keep the things that I really want to be doing um, and also not miss out on the things that I've built in as well. So I guess that's a challenge for lots of people as you adjust to a, a different routine. Mm. I was going to say, I think that's probably a common challenge for most people at the moment. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. And do you have a top tip for surviving isolation for everyone at home? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, look, this is my top tip for life generally, and I need this one. Um, But it is actually to take a kind and curious approach um, to, uh, you know, what you say to yourself and what you say to others and and how you think about things. 
because um, you know some days you have a, a great and I'm, I'm grateful um, and uh, you know looking for all the small little highlights of the day and you know but other times you just might not feel 100% or you feel more tired and so I'm always just a little bit curious and a bit kind because um, you know life is what it is and we're so fortunate that we can trust God with all of that and so you know whether having a great day or a not so great day it's really nice to know that he's there in the midst of that with us. Thanks Leonie they are really really helpful words uh, for all of us so thank you for sharing that. Now I believe you're going to pray for us so yes. if you would like to do that that would be lovely thank sure. you thanks uh, i thought it might be nice to start with um, psalm 117 so please um, pray with me now um, praise god everybody applaud god all people his love has taken over our lives god's faithful ways are eternal praise the lord Dear Heavenly Father, you are the God of all compassion and comfort, and we thank you that you listen to our prayers. We pray today for our world, our nation, our city, our church, as the coronavirus spreads. Please bring help to all our communities according to their needs. Heal those afflicted and strengthen all who have the responsibility for caring for them. In your mercy, Please provide a cure and give wisdom to those seeking to develop a vaccine. Please protect and guide the health professionals who are at the front line. Um, give wisdom and courage to those who bear responsibility for confronting this challenge. And we pray too for ourselves. We ask that you'd enable us to walk by faith. Help us to be careful and wise um, in taking whatever precautions are necessary and strengthen us to remain calm and vigilant and be responsible. And at times of uncertainty and anxiety, please help our world to look to security in your son, Jesus Christ. Please use this virus and all the circumstances surrounding it to turn people's hearts and their minds back to you in repentance and faith. Bring people all over the world whether for the first time or in a fresh way, to turn to the Lord Jesus as their rock and to put their hope and their trust in him. And give courage to Christians as we point others to the one in whom there is always hope. Please draw close to the anxious hearts and the troubled minds of those who now face financial stress and other challenges. Please protect them and their families and guide them through this crisis. Please give each one of us the calmness and wisdom we need to carry us together through this time. And plant into the heart of every Australian the spirit to love our neighbours as ourselves, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus in caring for those around us, friends and strangers, and we ask you to draw our community together in love. Uh, please, loving Heavenly Father, draw especially close to those who are alone or anxious at this time. Calm their hearts and move their friends and family and acquaintances to call them, to encourage them and to support them. 
and at a time when it feels like the whole world is changing. We praise you, Father, for you never change. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And we pray now in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Leonie. Thank you. Uh, now we are going to do the most important thing that we do together, which is read the Bible. Uh, and today we are reading from Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 17. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Well, thanks, man, for that. Uh, so I would love for you to keep your Bibles open uh, to uh, Luke 6 so we can look at this together. Um, I've, on Facebook, I guess we're all on Facebook at the moment because we're all trying to kill time or look for something interesting uh, that's not happening in our houses or in our lounge rooms or wherever it might be and there's a lot of uh, people saying things like what's your top 10 songs to get through isolation or your top 10 movies to get through isolation or whatever it might be or top 10 Netflix things to binge uh, while you're on uh, while we're in isolation and uh, I wonder what uh, I wonder how you would answer those questions uh, what is your top 10 songs that you're going to at the moment to help you get through or movies or TV shows or activities, board games, whatever it might be? I wonder what that might be for you at the moment. Um, maybe, maybe it might be a bit easier to break it down to maybe just say top four. What would be your top four things in those areas? Your top four songs? Uh, we were busting out to uh, the Cranberry Zombie this morning just to try and get a little bit of energy for the morning. It was fun. Uh, Nate, my youngest, and I head-banging along, kind of getting pumped for the day, which was fun, uh, especially with daylight saving happening. kind of thrown everything out as well as being home and not being able to go out. Uh, I don't know what that is for you. It's, uh, what is your top four? I'd love to hear what they are. Stick them down in the comments. Uh, that'd be fantastic. We might, uh, you know talk about them in our Zoom meeting afterwards and have a bit of a, a giggle or you might have some great ideas for other people who might want to jump on that and talk a bit more about how uh, how you're doing that. That'd be fantastic too. B 
But as we as we look at God's word though this morning, uh, this afternoon, today, what, I'm losing track of even what day it is now. It's like it's funny we're kind of track we're not tracking days now by the day of the week or the date on the calendar. It's actually you know numbers of days in isolation. It's like, oh, I've got no idea where we're at to anymore. I guess that's probably a sign that it's just going on too long. Uh, but um, uh, today, as we look at Luke 6, what Jesus actually gives us is he actually gives us a top four list. Actually gives us two top four lists. And those top four lists are lists of things that are valued highly. And so the first uh, list that I want to look at this morning, oh, I did it again. This afternoon, today, whatever day it is of isolation, I'm losing track. Um, the uh, <coughs> what's sorry, I've thrown myself. He uh, gives us he gives two lists of things that we value most, and the first list I want to look at is actually the list that Jesus finishes with, and then I'll finish. I want to finish with and focus on uh, at the end the list that he starts with. Because the first, uh, the list that I want to look at first, which is the, the list that Jesus finished with, finishes with, is a list of, uh, of things that people in his time valued highly. And if you have a look there, you, you'll see them. They're in uh, verses 24 through to 26. And when we see the word woe there, this is Jesus' warning. It's a warning to people. He's saying, be warned. And those the the things in the list of the uh, that people hold value of great value and dear to them that they prioritize over other things this is jesus uh kind of summary of what's going on we see here that in that list are things like wealth it talks about riches and comfort about being well fed and it's having things and lots of things uh success that's the the idea of laughter which i'll talk about in just a moment and then popularity those who speak well that idea of, of recognition of popularity and so jesus uh, kind of sums up what's going on at the time and says here are the top four things that are valued highly in his day wealth comfort success and popularity now jesus is not saying that that these are bad that if you have wealth if you're fortunate enough to be in a job where you receive a really good income and you actually do have you know, a fair bit of, uh, uh, you know, for some people would, would call you rich or wealthy or those sorts of things, he's not saying that that's bad. Nor is he saying that uh, being in comfort is necessarily bad. What he's talking about here is it's the heart behind these things. It's actually a heart that prioritises these things over everything else. A heart that values these things more highly than other things. And if you were going to sum up, I guess, this top four list that Jesus puts down, I guess it's a, it's a list of things that make us self-reliant, independent of other people. See, if we, if we are wealthy, we can fall into that trap of thinking that we don't need anybody else. We're, we're self-reliant. I have all the funds that I need. I don't need anything else or anybody else. And the same thing can happen with comfort. We can fill our lives so much with things, uh, houses, new cars, new boats, big holidays, lots of travel, all those sorts of things, going to fancy restaurants, whatever it might be. We fill our lives with those things and they become a bit of a priority for us. 
that we actually exclude other things or we sacrifice other things that are maybe a little bit better to focus our attention on or for our hearts to be captivated by. And then Jesus also says that one of those things is success. Now, an interesting thing here in uh, our translation is that if you uh, if you're paying attention when uh, when Amanda was reading, we heard the word laugh twice there. But each time it's a different type of laughter that's talked about. In here, in this second list that Jesus talks about, where he talks about uh, woe to you or be warned those who laugh now. He's talking about a laughter that is a laughter not of something being funny but actually making fun of someone else the the word that is actually there in the greek is actually that kind of gloating making fun of those who are less than you those who are who don't have it as well as you or it's that idea of looking down on somebody and making fun at their expense that's the type of laughter that jesus is talking about there and that comes from having a heart that is so focused uh, having a value so uh, heavily placed on achieving things that we actually think that we become better than other people and that actually will mean that we will it's not necessarily a sacrifice it's more of an exclusion we will exclude hanging out with people who are not like us people who are not as successful as us who won't benefit us or are not in the same league as us we actually are in jeopardy of looking down on other people and that was going on in Jesus' time, that as people were wealthy and they were filling their, their lives with stuff, all the creature comforts of, of they could, they could, they could, everything they could imagine, everything they could want, that actually bred a heart that actually looked down on other people who didn't have what they had. And having this sort of success brought about a popularity that people actually wanted to be around them, that they, they were the one, first people on the, the lists of invitations. And you know, I've, I've, I'm amazed at the moment when I talk to my kids about what they want to do when they grow up and they, they tell me they want to be famous YouTubers like because they want people to watch them on YouTube. And I know that this is a thing and I'm sorry if you get into this, but I just, I, it doesn't make sense to me. The whole idea of watching someone play a computer game and commentating about what they're doing, it does my head in. I don't understand it, but it's, it's a thing and people love it. And my kids want to be like those kids because they're getting so many likes and everyone's interested and they're, you know, they're well known and they're making lots of money and all those sorts of things. And it, it just does my head in. I don't quite get it. But there is a, there is a do desire in all of us to be well-known, to, to be recognised. It's a, a horrible thing to be forgotten or to be not seen. It's one of the great, I think the great, uh, the great sadnesses in our life or one of our great fears is to not be seen. We have a, a rise in loneliness in our culture at the moment of people not being seen. And it's a, it's a sad thing. Because we, we crave and we, and we value so highly popularity that we actually forget about those who are not popular or who are forgotten, who are not seen. And so this top four list that Jesus uh, puts out as a bit of a summary, a bit of a, an overview or a kind of his review of the time, 
is a list that actually seeks to be so self-reliant that, that they don't need anybody and they don't need to worry about anybody. And I think if we look at our, our lives, the way that we live, it's one of the things that uh, if, if you really want to know what someone values, watch the way they live. And I think there are a lot of us who are living this life valuing very similar things. We are valuing wealth and comfort and success and popularity. Maybe not all those things, but at least one of those things. And I guess the question I want to put out for us this afternoon is at, at what expense? What's the expense of, of prioritizing some of these things, even just one of these things? Because as Jesus has so clearly put, that there is a warning that if we are consumed by these, these things or our hearts are set on these things, that we seek out these things, that we are told that our reward is already received now. So, you know, it's, it's an easy thing, isn't it, that we, we want wealth and so you, you chase it and you get it now and you get to enjoy it now, which is fantastic. And the same thing with comfort and success and popularity. It, uh, I was sharing with Yarrawarra this morning, and I, and I think I think this is a great little illustration. That there's these uh, videos of uh, little, I, I call them experiments, but I can't think of another word to describe them because I, I guess just that's probably what they are. Um, it sounds horrible saying this, but they're, they're basically they put kids in this room and they put a marshmallow in front of them and they say that we're going to leave the room now and if you do not eat that marshmallow before I come back, I will give you a whole bag of marshmallows. It's like every kid's dream, right? You get a whole bag of marshmallows. All you have to do is not eat this one right now. And it is... I like to say it's funny. It is kind of funny, but I feel... I feel I, but I also feel terrible for those kids because that is such a difficult thing. Even as an adult, it's kind of a hard thing to think about doing. But you just watch them all get so creative in their way of trying to not eat it. Like one kid kind of picks up and just tries to smell it, thinking that that will, that will do. If I, just, if I can just smell it. Another, another kid just is kind of like trying to lick his finger and lick off the powder around the outside, thinking, well, that's, you know, that's not technically eating it. One kid, was my, he was my favourite, is that he kind of tried to hollow it out from the bottom and so that it was, it was basically just a shell of a marshmallow sitting on there. And other kids, they just cracked and they just couldn't do it. They just ate the whole thing. I don't think, I can't remember exactly, but I don't think any of them actually got through without eating even just a little bit of it. Why is that? Well, it's because we want the benefits of things now. We want goodness now. We want to eat that marshmallow now. We want to enjoy our wealth, our comfort, our success, our popularity. We want to enjoy them now because we have a mindset that now is all that there is. But do you know what the problem with now is? If I said right now, that moment now is in the past because it's not now anymore. It's gone. That moment has, has passed. And so when we get to enjoy it, we realize that those moments are fleeting, that they're fading. It's like trying to catch clouds. They just disappear through our hands, through our fingers. And so we're continually chasing and seeking after that reward, that now. Yet Jesus actually gives us some words of hope and comfort 
when he actually does something so controversial. This is the amazing thing about Jesus. He's, he's so controversial that he actually flips these values upside down. And he says instead of valuing uh, wealth and comfort and success and popularity, he says those things are actually things that we need to value a lot less. That idea of being self-reliant is something that is actually unachievable. I'm always astounded at the amount of times I hear people talking about being self-reliant and independent, yet making exceptions to that rule. I hear uh, in schools where they want to promote independence, they want to promote uh, self-reliant learners. And uh, look, as a parent, I am all up for uh, kids doing this. I want my kids to not be so dependent on me for their whole lives. I don't want them to be dependent on Christian and I or relying on us all the time. But I also want them to be realistic and understand that there are times where we do need to rely on others, that we do need help, that we are actually in a world full of people, so therefore we cannot be independent because our actions have impacts on other people. We can't live so independently that we think that we are the only person around us. Probably right now in our lounge rooms, we might only be the only person in our, you know, kind of vicinity. But generally speaking, you know what I mean. And so when Jesus puts out these top four values, these are values that he encourages his disciples and us today to prioritize in our lives. And they sound very controversial even today, like they did back then, because it seems unnatural. I don't remember in biology uh, or just hearing it around the place, you hear the idea of being the survival of the fittest. You know, that's the idea of the, you know, being the survival of the wealthiest, of the, the strongest, of the, you know, those who have the most success and, the, and those who have most fame, that kind of idea. Yeah, Jesus actually says, no, it's actually the survival of uh, the weakest. It is uh, the survival of those who sacrifice. Survival of those who grieve and survival of those who are excluded. It's very different. It's actually totally upside down to what we see as natural. And the reason why Jesus does this is so amazing. Because he says, when we are weak, he says, he says that, look at the, he says in verse, uh, verse 20 there, he says, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And when he's talking about poor there, he's talking about those who are poor in spirit. Because this is the, uh, the second kind of account of uh, the Beatitudes. The first one is in Matthew 5 to 7 which is a longer one, and Luke's is a shorter one. But here he says, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, those who know that they, uh, who understand their weakness before God. They actually understand their spiritual poverty before God. They know that no matter what they do, no matter how many good deeds they can do, it will never be enough to earn God's favor. When we seek out wealth, we grow in our in our self-reliance and our, our dependence that we don't need anybody else and that we are good enough. Yeah, Jesus says we need to understand first and foremost that we are not and that we actually need help. 
And that help only comes through the very one who was saying these words. Through Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection. It is in his death and resurrection that all our wrongdoing, all the things that we cannot wipe clean, all those things that we cannot make up for, all those things that we, no matter how much we do, will never outweigh, Jesus takes all them upon himself and dies on the cross to pay for them, to deal with them, to outweigh them so we don't because we can't. And we need to remember that. And Jesus is reminding us that this is a a great value, a, a, a great priority of ours. That we actually come before God in humility and understand our spiritual poverty our great need for him. And what does he say? Jesus says, for yours is the kingdom of God. Now, this is something that we get now, but we get to enjoy later. What I mean by that is that when we trust in Jesus and understand our spiritual poverty, that we can't do anything to earn our salvation, to earn our favor with God, it's only through Jesus. We are told that we become Christians. That means that we are in Christ. We become followers of Him. And he is our, uh, our 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 Lord and our Savior, and we become not only that He's our King, and we become members of His kingdom. And so we take on a new citizenship. We get that now, but we actually will get to enjoy that later. Not only that, He also says that we should value. This idea of hunger, that idea of spiritual hunger, uh, that hunger and that desire for righteousness, for God's grace and for his mercy. He says that we do that, that we will be satisfied. Not only that, then he goes on and says, Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Now this weeping is knowing that we will face ridicule, We'll be laughed at. In fact, we will actually say no to certain things. And that will cause us grief. We, will, we know that in this life that there will be loved ones, even ourselves, who will go through difficulties and sadness. But the, the promise here is that one day we will laugh. And the way that the laugh is uh, translated here well, the original is that there's a that's the joyful type of laughter. There will actually be joy. That our weeping will give way to joy. And more than that, when we are excluded, and he's talking about those who are excluded and rejected because we follow Jesus. I remember when I became a Christian, I lost majority of my friends. They didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I followed Jesus. And that may be the case for you. Maybe family members. You may have missed out on job opportunities even. But Jesus says there is great hope because there will be a great joy that will come. See, all those, uh, those things that we get to enjoy now are fleeting. They will fade. They will disappear. And I guess in a moment like we are now with COVID-19, Many of us are actually facing the loss of our wealth and our comfort and our success and our popularity. And we are realizing that those things actually actually don't give us what we thought they would. They don't give us the security and the joy and the hope 
that we thought they did. In fact, what we're finding is as those things are being pulled away, we are finding great pain and sorrow in losing those things. Uncertainty and anxiety and depression. Jesus is saying that in the midst of all those things, if we value our relationship with him, if we are reliant on him, not on ourselves, we acknowledge our, our spiritual poverty and that we hunger for Jesus, even as we weep and feel excluded and feel rejected, that there is hope of a joy to come. A hope that, that of a joy that will never fade, will never be taken away. In fact, he says, verse 23, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. See, when we value Jesus above all else, when we are dependent on him and him alone, when we rely on his on the great gift of grace that is found in Jesus, when we rely on that, value that, prioritize that, we, are, we find that there is a great hope that is given. And that is that there will be one day where all this will disappear, where there will be no more weeping, there will be no more tears or sorrow or pain or suffering or illness. It will only be great joy and great leaping for joy. I look forward to seeing what that will look like. I was running and leaping in great joy because we are in heaven. And so if you are someone who follows Jesus, I want to encourage you to grab hold of this hope to, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you are losing at the moment, when we talk, when Jesus says, blessed are you, he's saying, here is something that you can grab a hold of to give you hope in those dark days when you are at your lowest because one day the sun will dawn and when he dawns he'll come and take us home to be with him in his kingdom forever where we will be leaping for joy but if you're just checking out Jesus and you're just tuning in because somebody shared this with you and you're thinking what is all this about and you've made it through to the end of the sermon well done but I can I encourage you to think about the things that you value most and ask yourself will they last forever will there be a forever is there more than just now and if there is more than just now What will you be holding on to as you move into eternity? Jesus has a great invitation for all of us here to grab a hold of this great blessing, this great joy. I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to get Zach back up to sing. Dear gracious God, we thank you for your word and our time in your word. And we pray that, uh, that you will, I guess, be working in our hearts, that you'll be helping us and strengthening us to trust you to hold firm to this promise to understand our blessed hope that we have in Jesus and Father I do pray too for those who, who are just checking you out just checking out church and your word and, and Jesus I just ask Father that you'd be at work uh, in them that you would just be help, being helpful in the way that you help them think through their, uh, their life and their values and the things that will go on for eternity. 
And Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings up the top of the page. You can choose anyone you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is OK by Ixel.